Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Glass is beautiful. That's what Otis Eyewear say. Stunning mineral glass sunnies that transcend the boundaries between style, durability and sustainability. The world looks better through Otis Eyewear. Visit otiseyewear.com. Big part of our show is the Friday Focus where Gilly goes one-on-one with a big name of sport. And today we're heading overseas because O was the letter. And thanks to Otis Eyewear, otiseyewear.com glass is beautiful. Gilly has sat down with supercar superstar, Kiwi-born, loves his footy. His name is Scott McLaughlin. Travelling across the globe on the Friday Focus today all the way to the United States of America, Scott McLaughlin, three-time V8 supercar champion, Bathurst winner, but rates the 2016 premiership by the Western Bulldogs as one of the best days of his life. How are you, mate? And tell me, how do you how do you qualify that statement? Where How can that fit up there with what you've achieved in your sport? And uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks, Gilly. Thanks for having me. It's, um, yeah, it's a... It's- Certainly one of the best days of my life. I'll never forget it. I mean, it was. I think any time your footy team goes any good, um, it's a pretty special moment. Um, but for a team like the, the Dogs that have been so close many times and and also been so far away many many times, it was pretty. It was an it was an awesome moment. Just the, that whole that whole month of September in 2016 was just so special and. Um, yeah, I'll never forget that. It was, yeah, very, very uh, big supporter of the Western Bulldogs, that's for sure. Yeah, that was a dream run, wasn't it? That month of, of, of uh, September in 2016. But they're sitting uh, pretty up, up near or in around the top all season this year. You must be tracking them closely. And 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 the connection with the Bulldogs, where did that come from? Yeah, it's um, yes, certainly for me the connection came from back when I first moved to Australia. It's, uh, I joined. The first thing I did was join um, from New Zealand. I joined a uh, AFL club, and and their Guernseys were um, Western Bulldogs Guernseys. So I just ended up just following the doggies purely because of that. And basically, since '03 or end of '02, I've I've been a pretty diehard Western Bulldogs fan. So um, yeah, it's, it's just that's just all all happened. And then obviously went through years where they just weren't good, or they were just there and just missed out. And and eventually, you know, they got it all together in 2016, and then. This year to see them going, you know, flying pretty high, top of the ladder there, and and with a really solid team, you know, it's, it's awesome to see. And and uh, unfortunately, though, I've left the country, and I'm not going to be able to see any games <laughs> in terms of live sports. But you know, that's just how it is, and I'm happy to watch them first thing in the morning over here. Ever been down, had a kick around with them before you headed overseas? <laughs> no, I went, I went down and saw the uh, the team um, once once before, and went through the locker rooms. I know a couple of the guys um, from, you know, just interested in racing and stuff, especially Aaron Norton. I know he's yep. really interested in it. But, um, yeah, met, met most of the guys there that time when I was there, Bon Pally and you know, Mitch Wallace and a few other guys. So it was, it was pretty cool and certainly it was a little bit stuff, that's for sure. 
And, and that's not uh, it's just not a love of the Bulldogs where the, the AFL affiliation stops, is it? It's um, You've forged a, a pretty strong friendship with, well, a rival, I guess, Jack Rewalt from the Tigers, um, to the point where you've got your own uh, very highly rated Balls and Bumpers podcast, I see. T- tell us about that, that friendship and, and relationship. Where did that blossom from? Yeah, it's um, Jack actually came for uh, some AFL 360 business to um, to the race and one of the races that we had, and, and he jumped in my race car for a ride, and I took him around a lap around Sandown Raceway in, in Melbourne, and you know we just sort of kept in contact from that point onwards. And that time it was sort of when the Tigers were coming up to the finals, and you know 2017 when they were winning the premiership and stuff, and just always kept in touch, and, and eventually you know went out for a few dinners, and then. Um, you know, we ended up just, yeah, you know, tapping into a pretty close relationship. And, you know, there was, uh, you know, he was the one that really put me on to my mind coach, Emma Murray, who works at Richmond at the moment with those guys. And, you know, it really changed my life. And I put it really down to, to Jack, you know, for really, you know, recognizing that I may need someone, especially, you know, when I was going through some, you know, pretty hard times after losing the championship in 2017. And, and uh, yeah, it certainly uh, worked out pretty good in the end and you know always hold jack for his ear and we've just been close ever since and then the podcast and you know, a few other things and it was actually cool in 2019 you know i went to the when they won the premiership in 2019 i went to the, the g and i was there with his family and so then they the thanked them there and then the week later they came to the bathurst 1000 and watched me win the bathurst 1000 so <laughs> it was a it was a pretty cool moment for us for those couple of weeks yeah that is a, a fantastic few weeks for for a couple of mates just doing what they do uh Celebrations for the grand final went well. Yeah, yeah, they were they were pretty large. Um, you know, I certainly. Uh, the problem was though, I had my I had a Richmond jumper on, and then unfortunately <laughs> I saw Bob Murphy, who's uh, who's an yeah. absolute legend of Western Bulldogs. Whilst I had this, whilst I had it on, and, and uh, yeah, I felt like I was you know cheating on my girlfriend or something like that. You know, <laughs> it was crazy. It's like, yeah, yeah, could imagine. Um, what? Well, that that mindfulness that you that you sort of picked up on through uh emma murray and her um well she's been well documented her support of the richmond tigers and and the amazing work she's done right across the sporting landscape what what was it that you you found in that area after the 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 disappointments and and huge frustration of 2017 that that turned it around for you to get do the hat trick yeah i think it was just there's a lot of things that i was trying to control that i simply couldn't and that I just ended up, you know, overdriving or not actually thinking about the one goal that I needed to achieve, and that was execute and make sure that, you know, I dot all my I's and cross all my T's. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I worked really hard with Emma to make sure that, you know, I have, I have a process in, in terms of sort of locking me into that mindset and making sure, you know, because sometimes... You know, you feel like you're in control and then all of a sudden something crazy will happen on the racetrack and you'll find yourself three or four positions back and, you know, you, you've got to really sort of reset your focus and not get upset about that regardless of how it's gone and try and make the most of the situation you're at. And, you know, I, I, it was quite a good thing looking back at, you know, 2017 when I lost the championship. Um, you know, basically, you know, looking back at the, the steps that I took before, I exactly knew what I was doing and, and you know, I could see so many things that I did wrong in that process, but, you know, the enjoyment that I've got out of the last three or so years, you know, trying to t- 
turn that around and make myself not only a better race driver but a better person off the track. It was um, you know, really, really enjoyable and, and um, something you know, I hold Emma very close, um, you know, close to my heart for because she just really changed my life and, and it's um, been really cool. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're, they're strong statements, aren't they? When any, anyone says, change my life, it's got to be taken um, clearly that it's uh, had a huge, huge impact. It, it just that description of um, decision-making, uh, I can relate to it in, in cricket, and, and a ball travels pretty quick at times in cricket, but and in football, mm. the velocity of the game in this day and age in AFL is, is quicker than ever. I'm trying to comprehend on a racetrack when there's so much going on in and around you and there's going on in in your car, let alone everything around you externally, uh, the, 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 the decision-making process must be so challenging. So there must be a, a sense of calmness that you need to have. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing to explain. It's all relative, you know. It's all, you know, your sport, you know, cricket and, and stuff. You know, I can't imagine facing a a ball from Brettley in the net, let alone, you know, trying to go yeah. and race a car. But I, I, the biggest the biggest thing for me was, you know, I just um, I, I found like a, a nice way of just resetting what what really we, we, you know, tapped into it with meditation and a few other things and, you know, what settled me, you know, what really brought my focus back to where it needed to be. And it could be as simple as just taking a drink, you know, in the car and, and, and massive deep breath and, just getting on with it and you know i sort of used to tell myself you know execute 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 that's all i can do you know i can only control what i can control it's so simple the stuff that you know i was trying to you know bang into my head but at the same time you know it sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to get into your head for any sport because yeah. sportsmen sportswoman sports anyway it's it's such a you know, you have so much outside noise from the media, from you know your fans, from you know everyone. That's you know it puts this you know sort of narrative, the story into your mind that you've got to really try and control. And sometimes if you don't know what you control, and that that's the hardest part. Yeah, that was yeah. the coolest part about working with Emma was you know figuring out what worked for me and what didn't, and then knowing when to call it out and and get over it. Yeah, yeah, indeed, it's uh, it's, it's a really good. Point, mate, and and in the world you're in now, look, I think we we all know that the the hat trick of V8 Supercar Championships and Bathurst was always one that you wanted to tick off, and you got that one. But you're now pursuing this dream over in IndyCar over there in the states. Um, to, uh, how have you found it? Uh, the the I guess tell us is the pace that much quicker? I mean, different styles and shapes of tracks. What's been the biggest change? It's just the versatility that you need to have on the circuit. You know, you need to you need to, you need to be good on ovals. You need to be good on road courses, and you need to be good on street tracks because there's all three different types of tracks that are here. And every weekend, you know, the pace is is different. The way that the tyres react to what you do in the car is different. Um, it's you know things change all the time, and that's why I think you see such a different pecking order every weekend in the car. And, you know, it's it's been certainly probably the toughest, um, you know, toughest six or eight months that I've had in terms of my career and, and, and trying to find the speed and making sure not to make any mistakes, you know. And I feel like I'm I'm there and then I get, you know, you get knocked back a couple of pegs just because, you know, you miss out on a qualifying or, you know, you don't quite get the lap in and it really knocks your confidence around. So, you know, trying to, you know, keep your head up during these times has been 
been difficult, but you know, yeah. I've had a really good support system around me, and the, and the team has been fantastic. But, geez, it's yeah, it's definitely the toughest challenge I've ever come across in my life. That's for sure. Yeah, I can can imagine. It's uh, I guess must be comforting being in a team like Team Penske. Um, he owns the track, doesn't he? The IndyCar track, the the Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, I mean the resources that we've got is, is phenomenal. But you know, it's one thing. It's like you know, two or three years ago, Penske was you know it was the team to be. They were, they were at the top, the very top of their game. But now there's probably five or six Penskes out there. You know, <laughs> there's. You know, all the other teams have just got really, really good, and I think that's why IndyCar is so, so good right now because it's so competitive. The teams are so good, and you can't make any mistakes. But, um, you know, I'm learning off the best. I've got great teammates, including yeah. Will Power, who's an Australian. He's won the Indy 500, and he's been great with me and, and really, you know, bringing me up to speed. And it's going to take time, but once I learn the tracks and get used to it all, you know, I can really hit the ground running come next year. Yeah, uh, you, you're hitting in and around 400 k's an hour. Uh, which I believe someone described as yep. c- like covering a football field every second. Is that is that accurate? Is that yeah. how, how do you have any idea knowing where you are and have your bearings on what's going on? Yeah. Well, the problem is, Gilly, is when you know you don't realise how fast you're going until you crash. Because <laughs> it's sort of you know it's all it's all relative with all the cars around you. You know, you're like you're yeah. doing these speeds and. Yeah, sure, you're going past the, the grandstands at pretty walk speed, but because yep. it, it, everyone else is doing the same speed, it doesn't feel too bad. Yeah, so, sure. You know, when, you, when you have a moment or you, you, know, you come into pit lane and you've got to slow down to you know, 100k an hour, that's when you're like, oh, wow, I'll travel pretty quick on there. You know? so yeah. it's, um, it's certainly yeah, it's a, it's a bit touch and go at times for sure. And you mentioned this, the, the versatility that you need in this uh in this category, uh, what what are the skills uh, that are different between a an oval track, which for the the untrained eye looks yeah you know, it looks pretty easy, doesn't it? Oh, you're just going round and around an oval. What's yeah, the yeah. skill there? You're set and forget, and away you go. But compared to a track like the Circuit of the Americas or or even Bathurst, bringing it back to yeah. something back back in Australia. Well, they've all got the same sort of thing, but the I, I guess in some ways the, the oval is, is so fast, and and because most of the time you're full throttle or just off full throttle, you know, there's less room for error in terms of, you know, if you muck up a corner, you can find yourself back in, say, 22nd and you've lost, you know, 0.05 of a second, you know, something Gee. something half a tenth you could, can really put you right deep in the pack. So I think what I've really enjoyed with the oval racing has been how thorough you've got to be and how much you've got to think about the car not only in the middle of the corner now, you know, we're in a, in a road circuit, you sort of brake and you, you know, try and get the car slowed down and then you, you have your apex in the middle of the corner where, you know, you've got to really think about the car and the oval, you know, the whole way through, like what is it doing, how much, if I put a bit more steering lock here, you know, do I need the car to turn faster mechanically or like will I, if I turn the turn the tyres more, they'll scrub across the road and I'll lose speed on the exit yeah. of the corner. So. There's, yeah, you've got to like really tap into your senses and you know really hear the engine, hear the car, feel the car, and and, and work out you know exactly what um you know what the car needs. And but you, at the same time, you're doing that at you know like you said 400k an hour, you know, and it it you know it takes a a bit to get used to, that's for sure. And and then you've got to on top of that, when you get out in the in the in, with the field. You, know, you got you got this imaginary imaginary it's, it's real dirty air so yeah. you, you you had that draft behind cars and 
you've got to really think about how you position your car because it really mucks up the the the, the balance of the car. You know, it's been really close behind other cars in front of you. So there's a lot to think about when you're out there, that's for sure. <laughs> Sounds like a lot the way you describe it. Another rookie uh, this year in IndyCar, Romain Grosjean. Uh, out of the F1 category, had uh, a number of years there, obviously had that uh, horrible accident at the back end of his his F1 career, to this point anyway, whether he ever gets back there, but uh, ever spoken to him about that one? Yeah, I have. I mean, we had dinner a couple of months ago and he was really, it's amazing how he was talking about it. You know, he showed me a couple of the videos from the crash and, um, you know, just like the in-car camera, it was just, amazing how he survived that and um what he went through because there was a point there where you know he was like genuinely thought he was going to die mm. and you know it was just one of those things where it was you know sometimes you come across and just you just get out of the car or you just figure a way out of it and um he's a, a pretty inspirational fellow to talk to yeah, um, yeah really enjoyed because you know, we're sort of on the same you know he's very experienced in these cars but you know we're on that same journey of never really been to America before and, and it's our first foray in American motorsport. So sort of a lot of the things that are happening is, is very similar for each other, regardless of how old we are or not. So, you know, I've enjoyed the, you know, the interaction with Romain and, and yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. Great yeah, guy. He seems like a good fellow, but I noticed you're sitting a little bit higher than him in the points rankings at the moment. No, he doesn't do the oval stuff, but that's a nice little notch on the belt for you. Um, well, I suppose again for for many of the general public, F ones, that's that's deemed as the pinnacle of the sport. But but clearly, this Indy car is so highly respected within the industry and and sits right up there. Has F one ever been a uh, something you've aspired towards? Yeah, I think really, like I missed the boat in some ways with that. You know, I you've got to really be in Europe like in Oscar Piastri is a young bloke who's just gone over there now. He's been in Europe for the last few years you know, from when he was 16, you know, and then you've got Ricardo who was over there at a very young age. Yep. You know, I, I still don't, yeah, like I said, miss the boat. Um, sure, I'd love to drive one or, or have a crack at it, but, you know, I think what, you know, what I really wanted to achieve was that, you know, that Supercars Championship and, and um, Bathurst and, yeah. you know, that was when I wanted to go to America and, and try other stuff um, because I felt that was more realistic, and you know that you know I don't have the twenty, thirty million dollars that some of these young kids <laughs> have got to have to get you know get into their first seat of Formula One. But yeah. you know it's uh, certainly a, a series I'd love to try maybe one day. Yeah, it helps that stuff, that, that folding stuff, doesn't it, uh, mate? Before I let you go, yeah. you, you mentioned the doggies. They're they're flying high and, and on track, possibly for a for a repeat performance of 2016. But uh, the other team that's dear to your heart is your your homeland cricket team, the the Black Caps, world world number one, world Test Championship holders. You must have enjoyed watching Kane Williamson and his boys uh, go about their business there. I certainly never thought it would be world number one test team, that's for sure. I mean, I knew it would be pretty, they've been pretty good and pretty close over the past and certainly had a pretty good World Cup uh, a year ago or so against England there and nearly getting it. But yeah, pretty proud Kiwi. I mean, I think anyone you know, from New Zealand, we, we, we punch pretty well above our weight and, um, you know, with the rugby and, and uh, the cricket now. And yeah, we, we enjoy it. But yeah, it's uh, certainly a pretty proud moment for a Kiwi, that's for sure.
Yeah, rightly so. I think uh, the, the entire cricketing globe respected uh, that one. Maybe not so much India, they were out there, but uh, no, very well done. Mate, uh, <laughs> thanks so much for, for joining me on the Friday Focus. It's uh, intriguing to listen to the way you describe what you do and, and it's uh, even better watching you go about it and achieve what you have. So, uh, mate, uh, all the very best with the rest of this uh, rookie year. We can't wait to watch and stay safe. Cheers, Scotty. No worries, Gilly. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. The Friday Focus, Gilly with Scotty McLaughlin. He is a bona fide superstar of motorsport. Thanks to Otis Eyewear, sunnies that look good, feel great and stand up to Australian conditions. Born on the West Australian coast, Otis Eyewear is made in a range of styles to look good and last in Australian conditions. Scratch resistant, optically correct and eco-friendly. Otis Eyewear. Glass is beautiful. Visit otiseyewear.com. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.